1: Dexcom data on file 2023. Give your glucose alerts and readings from the G7. Do not match symptoms or expectations. Use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. At Bet365, we don't do
2: ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 Plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK systems sets through June 16, 2024.
1: See participating retailer for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
3: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
0: He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed.
2: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
0: You always follow the, follow the money. That's what I always say, you always follow yeah, the money. Yeah. This
4: is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on G sins Up and running. It is follow the money and no, don't change your dial. Mitch and Paul take a little holiday vacation. So the crew from the nightcap has woke up early. Or in Sean's case, I just walked in. He was playing some craps. I said, Sean, let's <laughs> let's get this rolling. Let's do some uh
3: let's do some shows here. What's I, up, I was, Sean? I was on a heater, man. I I Roll for 31 minutes. You
4: should see how meticulous he is when he's at the craps table. He's <laughs> blows on his hand. A man has to have a plan. You do. You love Every once in a while, you know, after the nightcap, I don't want to, you know, break any news here, but you'll 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 slip out there and I'll I'll
3: be like doing some post show notes. I'm like, oh, there's Sean rolling away. So I have like a crew of regulars who wait for me just to see if I'm going to play. I'm like a legend with the (laughs) dice. So, I mean, they may be looking this week, but I'll be on the Follow the money all week. So yeah. I'm excited about that. Well, we'll be following the money out to the craps table at uh, at 7 a.m. local
4: time. That is Sean King, Super Bowl champ, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, lane Green Wave. Great. I am Tim Murray filling in for Mitch and Paul today. I think Stormy Bonatoni will be hanging with you yeah. uh, later on this week. So uh, we'll be trying to do our best to fill the shoes of those two gentlemen as they uh, they get ready for Christmas. Your tree up? Everything ready to go? Everything's good to go, man. All packed. Uh, all the uh, all the all the presents and everything ready to roll yeah, there? Yeah,
3: I called Santa. He said he'll be on time, so... There you go. Everything looks glorious. Beautiful. Well, uh, a lot to get to, and, you know,
4: on our show, we uh, we have some, uh, you know, best bets, cigar bets. We, we have a lot of fun on the nightcap, and one play that you really liked, and I didn't really have an opinion, uh, was Sunday Night Football. Your former team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, taking mm-hmm. on the Saints. This number started to move even more towards the Saints uh, at bet Rivers close plus 430 on the money line if you like the dog and I, I don't know where Tampa Bay was last night nine to nothing and you know one thing that we discuss so much and, and I'm sure across the network, NFC futures, Super Bowl futures and we've discussed so much at nauseum, Sean because you know it, it it seems common sense but to grab that number one seed, and what a massive, massive turn of events late last night because Tampa loses. Now Green Bay is staring at the number one seed. They just take care of business. The number one seed is theirs. Also, enter Dallas into the conversation because they're 8-1 and one in conference play, and they're sitting there at 10-4. and four. But let's start with your former team. What happened
3: last night with Tampa Bay? Well, Tampa lost last night because of the injuries. They were never going to cover the minus 11. I knew that after the first quarter, but very few teams could go into a game without Antonio Brown being available, then lose Mike Evans and Chris Gotwin and Leonard Fournette in the same game and find a way to win. But I think the larger story is Brady struggles against the New Orleans Saints. In five games as the Bucs starting quarterback versus the Saints, he's thrown eight interceptions. So obviously Sean Payton and his staff have found some things that they think give Tom Brady trouble. It was evidenced in the earlier season matchup where Jameis was injured and Trevor Simeon came in and the Saints still found a way to win. Now the scary part if you're Tampa is this puts the Saints into the last wild card spot in the NFC. So the last thing that Tampa wants to do is have to (laughs) face this New Orleans team because it seems to be their kryptonite. But the last thing I'll say, defense was tremendous. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily agree with... Agree with Bruce Arians that the kicker blew it. I thought they lost faith in the kicker after he missed the initial field goal. But the offensive line can't play like that. Brady's not the most agile quarterback. They were physically dominated at the line of scrimmage. And you know what? I thought the fourth quarter against the Bills would be the wake-up call for the Bucks. That's why I was so high on Tampa minus the points. But obviously they're still coasting. The thing with a team like Tampa, they have a lot of guys that are very well paid. And sometimes the priority of attention to detail is not what it should be. So hopefully this will wake the Bucks up because this is a huge loss. Having to go to Green Bay, Wisconsin in a potential NFC championship game as opposed to them coming to Tampa is a huge issue.
4: Yeah, and then you look at – you know, right now, and, and obviously as the, as the week goes on, obviously we still have four games left in Week 15. So the futures market still has some movement and, and things to break down. And we can get to the MVP discussion, too, because heading into this weekend, and that's the beauty of, you know, the futures market, it's so volatile, is it felt like it was a two-man race. Now Jonathan Taylor goes for 170, which, by the way, how about them Colts? Uh, one, he goes for 170, and he enters himself slightly into the MVP conversation. But I think the discussion can be had is, as you mentioned, Tom Brady had nobody to work with. Right. Well, that's kind of been the story a little bit of Aaron Rodgers, right? When Aaron Rodgers had no wide receivers, they went to Arizona And they found a way to get it done. And they win yesterday. We'll get to uh, John Harbaugh and your favorite thing in the world, which is analytics. Right. But (laughs) does Aaron Rodgers now, I'm very fascinated to see when the odds open up again at Bet Rivers. Once again, they're down at this moment in time. But he was around 5 or or 6 to 1 in most shops uh, as of last week. They win. Brady has a stinker. Now, where is Aaron Rodgers in your mind, Sean, as the league MVP?
3: Well, he's there, but again, I look at Tampa's remaining schedule. Panthers twice, and I think the Jets is their third game. You've got to assume that if the Bucs are healthy at wide receiver, that Brady's going to have big games. Now, what could happen if the Bucs are not healthy? Then Rodgers, who threw three touchdowns so no interceptions, against the Ravens gets hot, then maybe he could catch up and make up the uh, ground in that race. Yeah, you look at Green Bay's remaining schedule. It's not easy. Uh, they
4: have the browns on christmas which will be the browns on a short week as they are of course going to play uh, later on this afternoon as uh, sitting as a 3 point favorite against the raiders a game we will get to a little bit later then you've got the vikings at home and uh, you finish at the lions those red hot pesky lions <laughs> taking down the cardinals i mean god what i mean what is going on you talk about what we saw from you know tampa bay last night uh, getting smashed uh, as a, t- 11 and a half, 12 point favorite, no touchdown scored. Uh, that could on have been either a, side. That could have been a very interesting prop if you were yeah. very confident. I saw some numbers floating out there around two hundred to one. Uh, if you were able to play no touchdown to be scored in New Orleans, Tampa Bay, but Arizona wasn't even competitive on the road against Detroit as a thirteen point favorite. And uh, as you see right there, ultimately closed at 12. So Arizona now, back-to-back losses. Not that long ago, Sean, we were talking about them as in the driver's seat for the number one seed. And at this moment in time, you look at the standings in the NFC, and they're sitting there in that four spot. So what is going on with uh, the Fighting Cliff Kingsburys
3: as they go into Detroit and get lit up by a one-win team? Well, we've had this conversation on multiple times, and... I've always told you that as much as people think it's hard to learn how to deal with failure, it's even harder to learn how to deal with success. And so when you're dealing with the Arizona Cardinals, you're dealing with a young team that never experienced the kind of success that they did early in this season. And I think you're starting to see that immaturity start to showcase itself on Sundays. You know, it's hard to win in this league. I mean, Lions – beat the Cardinals, Uh, Saints, who even though they're the last wild-card team, Taysom Hill is is absolutely the 32nd-ranked quarterback out of the 32 guys (laughs) that are going to start this (laughs) week. He is awful. I mean, when I say terrible, terrible. But, again, they're learning how hard it is to win in this league. And if they don't get back to the attention to detail – and doing the little things right, then they're going to struggle down the stretch because it's hard, man. Detroit's going to give you a game. Miami, who'd been – Miami won, what, six in a row, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. going for their seventh win in a row. The Jets <laughs> By the gave way. them everything they wanted. And for the 12 people in uh, Circa Survivor that had the Dolphins, oh. uh, it was never in doubt, right? <laughs> When two went through that pick six, I was like, oh, my God. I think some people just had strokes.
4: By the way, there was one brave soul out there, and uh, I, re- I respect it. Took the Jags. I don't know why. Uh, they're still the Jags, people. Same so, players. I mean, look, I, I was a dummy. I, I tweeted it out. I-, I-, I took the candy when we were on air uh, on Wednesday night. The news dump that Urban Meyer gets fired. That three and a half is sitting out there. It ultimately closes six. At the end of the day, The Jags, they're still the Jags, and they went off as a six-point favorite, and your favorite quarterback, Davis Mills, just lit them up.
3: Well, first of all, Houston had already beaten Jacksonville this season, so they've proven that, okay, out of all the teams that they probably can't beat, Jacksonville was one that they would be confident about, but... I mean, that's a complete debacle in Jacksonville. Whoever inherits that job, and they have their work cut out for them. Ooh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you're wondering, uh, as
4: I'm sure the guys have talked about, we always talk about uh, the uh, the survivor there. We'll get to it a little bit later on in the show, but uh, five people had the Cardinals, one had the Jags, one had the Bucks. We're down to 16 with a Vikings still out there, so it could be down to 15 when it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, this is why they play the game. And, and before we hit a break, let's go back to Green Bay and Baltimore. This might not be enough time
3: for you, Sean, but. Yeah, don't get me started uh, on this clown show that, that exists in the National Football League. <laughs> I'm so sick of hearing the word analytics. And, well, if, if we go for it on fourth down 6,582 times, we'll have a 6%. Man, shut up. Analytics is a crutch, and I'm tired of coaches using it. They're trying to push aside the fact that it's their decision when it comes to how to manage a game. Great job, Mr. Harbaugh, on the first series of the game, going for it instead of kicking the field goal. If he'd just done that mm-hmm. early in the game, they wouldn't even need it, the two-point conversion. But uh, Mr. Hundley played an outstanding he game. He did. He did. It was
4: a great comeback uh, if you had you know
3: teasers tied
4: up to the Packers or let's just say you had a juicy money line parlay. You were sweating it out, but the Packers get it done. Uh, and uh, if you're going to do that, and I saw a lot of people on Twitter talking about uh, if you're going to go for two, when it's thirty-one twenty-three. That's when you have to go for the two, not when it's thirty-one thirty and you've got no shot. But uh, I, I disagree with the, the the call. I know you do, uh, but don't worry. A lot of people defending uh, them. Hey, the first hour of Follow the Money is being presented exclusively by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at Bet Rivers. Dot com. We are up and running on a Monday morning, leading you up to Christmas. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray in for the guys. It is follow the money here on Vison,
0: Hey guys, it's Matt Jones, drew Franklin from the fade. This podcast, we got a great episode coming up picks in all the sports, football, basketball. We do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs?
4: v the sports betting network. Bet Rivers Sportsbook takes football same-game parlays to a whole other level. Now you can combine same-game parlays from different games to give you even more ways to make your perfect combo. In addition to that, Bet Rivers has added more and more same-game parlay props for college football matchups just in time for the biggest games of the season. Download the Bet Rivers app. Or go to BetRivers.com today to explore all the new ways you can create your ideal combo. Must be 21 Gambling Problem, Illinois, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, call 1 800 Gambler, Indiana, 1 800 9 with it, Colorado, 1 800 522 4700, Michigan, 1 800 270 7117, Virginia, 1 888 532-3500-IOWA, call 1-800-BETS-OFF, playable in New Jersey as play Sugarhouse, void where prohibited. It is follow the money, over under on me saying nightcap is set at one and a half,
3: still on zero. So we're uh, got got about two hours and 45 minutes to go. I just had a cigar bet pop into my mind. (laughs) Can you repeat any of those numbers back to me verbatim? (laughs) (laughs) 1-800-GAMBLER. Yes, I got it. Yeah.
4: Uh, Colorado and Michigan might be a tricky one. That's Sean King, Super Bowl <laughs> champ, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I am Tim Murray. In for the guys today, Sean will be in majority of the week. It's Christmas time. We're bouncing around. Stormy Bonatoni, uh, who we uh, we saw on the sidelines this weekend, doing yes, a fine job down there in Albuquerque uh, with the New Mexico Bowl. Well done, UTEP. Got that cover. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get to college football uh, later on in the program uh, with, the, with the bowl games that are underway. A triple header, by the way, of football today. Yes. We've got the Myrtle Beach Bowl, and then two NFL games. So not too shabby for a, for a Monday. We've got Vegas at Cleveland with Cleveland getting people back uh, in the fold from COVID-19, and then the Vikings visiting the
3: Chicago Bears. Early football, too. 11.30 a.m., 2 p.m. I'm excited about today. Beauty. Uh-huh. It, is, it is pretty. So we've got to, it's the most beautiful
4: time of year with it all uh, rolling in. So we had a, a, an eventful day, certainly yesterday. Some games that – that, that fly under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know the Buccaneers uh, – let's just say I think – Sean last night was channeling his uh, his inner Bruce Arians nine to nothing. The final score, Tom Brady throwing, you know, things on the sideline. You would never do that.
3: He always throws tension tantrums, though, but that's what rich people do. (laughs) That's that's what the goats do. Apparently, my water isn't cold enough (laughs) for the soda's flat. (laughs)
4: <laughs> well, there were no touchdowns last night. There were no points for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bruce Arians, after the game, you know, he's one who uh, kind of has his uh, emotions on his sleeve. Let's hear from Coach Arians after the nine nothing loss to the Saints.
0: Yeah, it's very, very disappointing. It's never happened to me. I don't know. I can't remember last time I shut out and uh, or us. And uh, but our kicking game, our kickers. Let us down also. I mean, this is Between the offense and the, and the kicking game, it cost us the game. The defense played good enough to win.
4: He's channeling his inner uh, Peyton there back in the day when he was at the Pro Bowl, our idiot kicker. Uh, Ryan Suckup missed, what, a 46-yard or something like that early on in the game?
3: Yeah, he's been pretty good this year, but we were close enough to kick many field goals, Coach Aaron. So. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're talking about the punter or the guy on the kickoff who didn't get a lot of work either. Man, uh, By the way, and uh, – <laughs> Prop bet wise, oof, yeah. A bad game. Yeah, did anything go over? Uh maybe
4: uh, maybe Ronald Jones rushing yards right. because Leonard Fournette only finished with 34. Yes. Uh, you know the injuries. It, it'll be interesting. So Tampa Bay moving forward, they now sit in the three spot. I mean that's the thing. So late last night, I tweeted out: Packers go two and one. The NFC is theirs. No, it's not. The Dallas Cowboys now. They don't control their own destiny, obviously, because the Packers could win out and they would obviously take the number one seat. So they are in the driver's seat at 11 and three. But the Dallas Cowboys, who I still think, Sean, look, they've got some things to figure out offensively. Yeah, there.
3: they're the least impressive 10 and 14 of the group, I think. When you just look at how they played over the second half of the season, I mean, I'm not sure what's wrong with Dak Prescott, but they need to. Have him go and check in and get a recharge or a remodel or something because as he's currently configured, it isn't good enough. And the good thing for the uh, the Cowboys yesterday was that they faced
4: uh, Long Neck Glennon and uh, he threw. I mean, you said Taysom Hill is the worst. I, I I I I see your Taysom Hill and I up you, Mike Glennon. I mean, Mike Lennon was
3: horrible. Uh, he was terrible. It was cold in New York. It was beautiful in Tampa. So Taysom had no excuses. <laughs> at least, excuses. at least his team won. Jeez, not because of him. <laughs> but they didn't lose. Uh, it was awful. Uh, and and Mike McCarthy,
4: congratulations on a successful challenge. I I didn't think that was humanly possible, but he made it happen. Uh, and it was funny. The broadcasters were were criticizing him for uh, for challenging the Diggs interception. Like it's not an interception.
3: And lo and behold, it was. And behind the scenes, McCarthy says he's only ten and three. Yep, there he is. Because he uh, missed the Cardinals losses. Is, is he doing a Coach K there, yeah. like 1994? Hey, I wasn't
4: there for ah, that my one. my back. I can't. Pete Godet gets those losses. Sucks. <laughs> but the Cowboys, yeah, they sit with uh, – I mean, they still have the Cardinals left, uh, but they have Washington on Sunday Night Football next week, Cardinals at home, at the Eagles. They went out. They're putting a whole lot of pressure on the Green Bay Packers because if – Dallas wins out, which is essentially what they have to do, Sean, in order to, to be even in the conversation for the one seed. They would then be 11-1 and one in NFC play. So they would trump Green Bay, uh, obviously, if Green Bay had to lose. So I agree. I have not been uh, all that impressed by Dallas these past couple of weeks. But because the NFL makes no sense, what is holding up the Dallas Cowboys? The defense. I mean, it, it, it's stunning.
3: And uh, Dan Quinn may be a terrible head coach, but he's a pretty good defensive mind. You model. know what's interesting? Right now, if you put my back to the wall and said, you have to pick one team in the NFC and make a futures bet, you know who i take? Who's that? San Francisco 49ers. They're playing well. Get a win yesterday. Uh, we,
4: we've talked about them quite a bit uh, on our show. Um, you know, they, they were a team. They were the darlings of a lot of people's eye preseason. And then and they got all those injuries. Tons and- of injuries. And now they're struggling a little bit, but they're getting healthy. I mean, George Kittles is unbelievable. Uh, he, uh, 31-13 win yesterday uh, over the Falcons. So I'm sure, you know, they were in, uh, especially if you got in early, a ton of teasers, uh, 49ers able to get home and their schedule finishing out there at the Titans versus the Texans and uh, and the Rams. But let's go back to the team in the NFC uh, that I don't think many people want anything to do with uh, is the Arizona Cardinals. They go to Detroit and get Obliterated by the Detroit Lions, the mighty 11 and one Detroit Lions. Now two eleven and one. Jared Goff uh, goes ninety. What was he? Eighty some odd percent through the air. Twenty one for twenty six. And Cliff Kingsbury, who I know a lot of people criticized the hire when he was uh, hired to run this team a couple years ago. Well, he is. Uh, he's not thrilled right now with what he's seeing from his Arizona Cardinals squad
0: obviously pissed um to come out and play like that uh that's not who we want to be or what we want to be but i, I gotta tell my habit to detroit i thought they had a tremendous plan like you said they outcoached us outplayed us and um we gotta be better i
4: mean sean for a team that was the last unbeaten they started the year 7-0 and they lose at home to the packers with nobody outside of aaron Rodgers, which is you know he's he's kind of good um they lose, they get crushed by the Panthers at home. I mean, just look at the last five games. Panthers crush them at home 34-10. That was, you know, without Kyler. Uh, you, you beat the Seahawks, beat the Bears, and then you lose to the Rams on Monday night, and now you go to Detroit, their first road loss of the year, and get hammered. They finish out the year. Look at this schedule, folks. Christmas Day against the Colts, who just beat the Patriots. At the Cowboys, which, yeah, I understand, who knows? But still, that's a ten and four Cowboys team. And then you finish up at home against the Seahawks. Right now, you know, waiting for this Rams Tuesday night game, they could be tied for first. They 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 were what like minus eight hundred to
3: win this division. Yeah, entering this weekend. Watch this: seven and zero through the first seven weeks of the season. Three and four in the last seven weeks. Young and immature. That that's the two words I would use or three words I would use to describe the Cardinals, but you got to give some credit here too. I mean, Cliff Kingsbury has the best taste in real estate of any coach in the national football league. So when he gets on to that beautiful crib in Scottsdale, it won't hurt as bad, but if he's looking at the end of this season, he was a guy, in my opinion, that was in the driver's seat for NFL coach of the year. And I don't think he's going to finish in the top three. Well, and I know, you know, you look at, uh, your guy Staley there in Los Angeles, uh, Urban Staley, <laughs> uh, John Harbaugh. I'm about to change John's name to Urban Harbaugh. Yeah, it's, it's coming.
4: It's it's been a, it's, it's been an interesting uh, couple of weeks there for sure. So, uh, man, the NFC race has uh, has really uh, really become fascinating. Hey, folks, if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting. From the local perspective, there are city casts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, L.A. with Danielle Alvarez. Will the Thrill Hill taking care of you in New York City, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and my hometown, Washington, D.C. My guy, Frank Hanrahan, holding it down there with the Washington, D.C. CityCast. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. That is Sean King on a Super Bowl. I am Tim Murray. I did not win a Super Bowl. We're in for Mitch and Paul. It is Follow the Money right here on Visa. V the Sports Betting Network. The college bowl season has kicked off. Boy, the dogs are barking. <laughs> Vesin's got you covered. We've got our all-new bowl betting guide. Got a bowl game today, baby—the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Don't worry, we've got analysis on that. Every bowl game insights, trends, data, predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're going to bet on every game from here on out, got a game every single day this week. Maybe just want to find an edge. uh, Get your digital copy today—$19.99. Head over to vesin.com/slash. Bowl guide alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King. I am Tim Murray. We will talk to uh, Michael Lombardi, top of the hour, get his thoughts on the weekend that was, of course, Michael Lombardi, host of the Lombardi line here on VEASAN, sitting in for the guys today, Mitch and Paul, taking a well-deserved week off. They'll be back next week post-Christmas after Santa slides down the chimney and maybe gets gets them some nice presents. So we will be hanging out. Couple different crews. Look, it you know, it's tough to fill these guys' shoes. So we've got like three different crews that have to come. I'm definitely expecting something, so I know they're listening. Uh, (laughs) Yes. If you didn't know, Sean, I don't think I've ever received any present from you, but he he very much accepts. Well you haven't done anything worth
3: getting a gift.
4: Oh, okay. Just complains about things. The complainer wants things. The guy who played in this NFL for almost a decade, I'm the guy who needs to get him gifts.
3: The ginger genius went to Hawaii and didn't come back bearing gifts. Are we
4: still bringing that up? Nope. I not. went to Disneyland and got you a customized Disney hat. Yeah, it doesn't and fit.
3: Your head is enormous and Disneyland is for children. Yeah, I wore that thing to the mall and all the kids were laughing at me, so way to all go. Right. All right. You know what?
4: If you're not going to be grateful for customized gifts with a nickname that you gave yourself on it i i don't know what to do well, consider it ungrateful well you are ungrateful very ungrateful but i'm grateful to be here i think sean's grateful to be here up entertaining you folks On this Monday morning, a lot going on and uh, a game that we haven't really touched on. Uh, We've been talking a lot about the NFC and we'll get back to the Green Bay Packers and where they sit and the chances for them to win that division, maybe even win the Super Bowl with that win and the Tampa Bay loss. You know, yesterday afternoon, Tennessee doing their best to give me heartburn and not win the AFC South for the love of God, just finish it out. But they lose yesterday, 19 to 13. I guess there's controversy at the end of that game. I didn't think it was. I thought it was a terrible spot in favor of the Titans. I agree. And yet Mike Vrabel was not thrilled about what transpired in that 1913 game. Here's Coach following last night's game.
0: Initially, the ball was spotted where they, they spotted it. And then the replay assist comes in, New York comes in, and then...
1: You
0: know, you can to look at the replay. And hmm? What do you the call is the call. They had a bunch of guys looking at it, a bunch of people looking at it, and said he was short. Was. <laughs> he wasn't. <laughs>
4: I mean, I won't say it wasn't even close. It was within a yard. But, you know, Romo's on the on the uh, broadcast losing his mind. Like, I don't know, Jim. It's going to be close. And, uh, it, it you know... Uh, I guess you can get upset with uh, with anything these days. But... I
3: feel bad for Coach Vrabel. I really do. I mean, out of all the guys in the National Football League who've had the most unfortunate breaks this year, it's been Vrabel. There was a time when the Tennessee Titans got off the airplane and Derrick Henry, Julio Jones, and A.J. Brown, his top three skill guys who are as big as his offensive line, were getting off that plane. Derrick Henry's not available. A.J. Brown wasn't available. Julio Jones was there but wasn't really available. <laughs> he finally came back and his hamstring gave out. So, I mean, that'll put you into depression. He looks like a guy that, that, that's dealing with some issues. Well, and, and
4: you know, it's funny how, how quickly we can change our minds on things because was it last week or two weeks ago people were saying, you know – this could be a sleeper to get them to win the AFC, get them to win the Super Bowl because Derrick Henry's expected to be back. A.J. Brown should be back. And at and the, the end of the season, for any of you holding uh, AFC South tickets like myself, uh, you get a short week against the 49ers. Don't love that. But – Of course, the Titans have swept the season series against Indianapolis. So all the Colts need to do, or sorry, the Titans need to do, if you've got a ticket like me, is just wrap up the season with a win against the Dolphins and the Texans. But the Dolphins have now won six in a row, so there is a little bit of indigestion here with Indianapolis lurking there. Still one game back of the Titans, but looking at this Titans
3: team, I would say... I think you have to give them an incomplete. You just don't know what they are until their personnel gets healthy. By the way – There have been some whispers that Derrick Henry will be available for the playoffs. A.J. Brown also – it doesn't seem to matter if Julio is available or not because he seems to continually get injured, and that's what happens with age – but I want to go to the other sideline for a second. Yeah. Because I've been Pittsburgh. beating my chest. Yes, you have. About Pittsburgh and the ability for them to get hot. I thought I saw something in Big Ben Roethlisberger in the second half of Minnesota that I had not seen this year. And so I have them on a 12 to 1 ticket to win the AFC North. North. Yep. Are you filling that ticket now, or are you still kind of skeptical like you were before? So they got the Chiefs next week on the road. I, I just. Winnable. Listen, if Urban Staley just kicks field goals, the Chiefs just lost to the Chargers. Yeah, but if, if. ifs and buts were candy and nuts, the world would be a well, better place. Well, my point being, if the Chargers can beat the Chiefs, so can anyone else.
4: Yeah, but, yeah, the Lions just beat the Cardinals. Right. I mean, it's the NFL. So it's could not any, inconceivable. Could anything happen? Of course. I, I just, I look at Big Ben, and I don't know what I'm getting each and every week. I I, I I know that you were impressed by the end of the Minnesota game. I look at him yesterday, very pedestrian, 16 of 25. uh you know, don't don't not, discredit 16 to 25. 148 yards, no touchdowns, sacked a handful of times. I mean, you look inside that box,er box, you, how did exactly this team win this game? Because it know, had more points at I, the end of it than I the other team. I understand, and I know any way you can, you'll figure out a way to pull for your tickets, which we all do. But I, well, I'm just, I mean, no, the AFC North do, is very was, wide open. Does anyone
3: else scare you? I mean, Urban Harbaugh... But does does Pittsburgh scare you? Harbaugh is going to kill Baltimore with this analytics push that he's on. (laughs) I mean, he's in denial about the truth. So, I mean, that's the worst thing that can happen for a coach. I don't know why at this stage in his career he would decide to take that line. And Cincinnati, even though they wanted Denver, was it because Teddy Bridgewater got injured? I mean, and Cleveland, they're battling COVID issues. They're not trustworthy when they're healthy. So it's not like they're going up against... Rock stars in their other three opponents. I mean, twelve to one. I think is a great ticket for Pittsburgh to win that division
4: Uh, on value alone. Absolutely, and uh, we'll see what that tie ends up playing in. You know, as you know, you've mentioned. Oh, that tie is going to help them out. You know, what would have been better? You know, beating the Lions instead of tying the Lions. That probably would
3: have been a better route. They don't let you replay the games. They should, because you know. (laughs) And don't, I guess I don't guess, tie the line. And I think I need to put a disclaimer on something. So I am anti-analytics. So any head coach in the NFL that is analytics-based and gets in the post-game presser and <laughs> just removes himself from any responsibility for decision-making from a game-management standpoint, I put Urban in front of his actual last name.
4: Yes, you do. Uh, so there, those are the odds at Bet Rivers, uh, who will take down the AFC North. I, You know, my, my Browns ticket for the preseason. I might double down and take the Steelers plus 800 too and get another right. ticket. I mean, it's... It, I'm just it,
3: sorry, I don't if believe any one it, of those, those other teams. If
4: any one of those four teams won, you know, come early January, I wouldn't be surprised. I, I guess I would be most surprised by Pittsburgh because I just... I don't trust Big Ben. That offense is very, very pedestrian. Um, but... You know, you've got Lamar Jackson dealing with his issues. Uh and Tyler Huntley, though stepping up. What's He's crazy? Well. The
3: Ravens didn't lose because the quarterback nope, wasn't there. They did not. They lost because of the head coach.
4: <laughs> well, all right, let's get to a head coach that won. And uh, you know, we've we've talked so much about uh that game in Baltimore, 31 to 30, Ravens losing to the Packers. John Harbaugh opting to go for two for the second time in three weeks uh, to try to get the win. Missed it for a second time. You know you could be looking at a 10 and four record instead of eight and six. But a team that is now 11 and three because they got the stop, they sniffed it out. Uh, they knew exactly where Mark Andrews was going and uh, and and read that two point conversion. His Matt Lafleur. And all Matt LaFleur does is win games. He has lost nine games in the regular season as the head coach of the Packers. They have now won this division three consecutive times. Let's hear from the head coach after another division title. Well, that that is always the first goal is you, you have to win your division. That guarantees you a home playoff game and it really gets you in the dance. And that's ultimately what, what you, you'd like to do. But I think it's fair to say that... Uh, you know the ultimate goal is is uh, everybody has the same ultimate goal, and that's to be the last team standing at the end of the year. And until we do that, uh, I don't think we'll be satisfied. But I mean, Matt Lafleur, as the head coach of the Green Bay Packers in the regular season, is now 37 and nine. It's pretty good. 37 and nine. That is
3: incredible. And the guy playing quarterback number 12, he's pretty good too. You know what's incredible? Baltimore, first time they got the ball. Fourth and goal of the Green Bay three. And that was more like the four. Just kick the field goal.
4: <laughs> yeah, it has not been, I'll just say this, it has not been a great couple of weeks for the uh, for the analytical crowd. I'll just I'll just say that. I would take the points there. But, hey, who am I? I'm just a guy who sits on my couch and yells at the TV. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. We're filling in for the guys on Follow the Money. Come on back on a Monday morning here on v
2: Win
4: Some, Lose Some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Check out their daily specials at BetRivers.com. Were you a winner last night? Wow,
1: winning. Or was it a rough one? Well, they can't all be winners, can they? Loser! You're a loser! Pauly Howard recaps the night in sports betting in Win Some, Lose Some.
4: It is Follow the Money. As you heard, win some, lose some. Holly and Mitch taking the week off, so we're filling in, doing our best to... Still their shoes here. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Michael Lombardi will join us top of the hour. Jay Gruden, former Washington football coach, one of my your God, coaches my God. back in the day down in Tampa. He will join us later on in the program, 9 o'clock Eastern. But let's recap the weekend that was a lot to get to. We start last night. How about the New Orleans Saints Catch that plus 450 on the money line? And this was the crazy prop. I don't know if anyone just... Takes a lottery flyer on a regular basis, Sean, at no touchdown to be scored in a game, but as you see right there, no touchdown to be scored in the game, you could have got 200-1 to 1 odds on that to occur. That would have been a nice payday.
3: I certainly didn't see that coming. 199-1 to 1 I would have taken on Taysom Hill alone, but it was the even money <laughs> bet on Brady not to score a <laughs> touchdown that I didn't like, so I missed out on the whole 200. So the Saints get the victory. They closed
4: half point underdogs, and you could have cashed a cool plus 450 on the money line. How about the Titans scoring the game, the first touchdown in those early games? So that cashes at 12 to run. Ryan Tannehill gets into the end zone, and that would be all she wrote, really, for the Titans offensively. Uh, so they get up early, and they ultimately lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers, 19-13 as one-point Uh, road dogs, but nice cash there if you had the Titans to score the first touchdown of the game. You, Sean, on our show on Friday night, you really liked
3: the Steelers this weekend. I did, and I have a 12-1 Steelers to win the AFC North ticket. I just know I believe in Mike Tomlin. I saw something in Ben Roethlisberger in the second half of the game against Minnesota. Even though they lost, that was as good as I'd seen him throw the football, and that creates belief. And belief brings confidence. And when you have as much talent, because don't ever get it twisted, the Steelers are immensely talented. And if they put it together, I don't think there's anyone in the AFC that they should fear.
4: Eight and a half is their win total, was their win total preseason. Chiefs, Browns, Ravens to conclude this season. How about the Lions? Woo! One and 11.
3: D-Chart football!
4: Hash that plus 550 ticket as they hammer. The Cardinals and the Houston Texans. Yes, the Houston Texans. People were betting on the Jags. I did like a dope. It was, it was an impulse buy. Impulse buy at three and a half, and they. What end did I up, teach
3: you about betting on bad teams? Oh, don't! I've had you in don't, class don't, since don't, August. Don't sit here for ten. I said when you, you bet on bad on teams, Wednesday don't be upset ninth. when they oh. play bad. That's what he does. Like, did the the Jaguars change players?
4: On Wednesday night, you said, whoa, should we bet on the Jags? Nah, but they were underdogs at the time. No, they weren't. They were three and a half point favorites. They already beat, had lost to the Texans. Yes, I'm
3: aware. And yeah. I bet on the Texans in and, the 0 and two when Tyrod Taylor was the quarterback. The only good thing was they might secure the first pick in the draft. Yeah. If Detroit keeps it a winning. Good, it was a good loss for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Detroit's the best two-win team I've seen in a long time. They very easily could have six wins. Congratulations to no, Dan seriously. Campbell and company. Like they very, they've lost more games on last-second field goals or drives than I can remember you know, for a team that's considered bad. So, actually, Dan Campbell does deserve a lot of credit because they've been extremely competitive in about 75 percent of their games yeah and i think the players like dan campbell unlike the former coach
4: in jacksonville but hey we're all soft you know we're all soft coach all right let's get to uh some lose some because there can't all be winners so let's go to lose some and uh how about the green bay packers if you laid it early got that clv that closing line value that didn't mean anything uh they ultimately win but don't cover 31 to 30 also teasers If you somehow got it down to a half point, uh, you're fortunate. But ultimately, they fall and lose some as they were up 31-17. Huntley leads them down the field. But they do not win. The Ravens don't, but Green Bay does not get the cover. The Jacksonville Jaguars, woo! Three and a half to six. Urban's gone. Oh, yeah, we still stink. Uh, and the Texans go in and beat the Jaguars, beat them up good, thirty to sixteen. Davis Mills looking yeah, good.
3: Yeah. Jacksonville, real good and terrible.
4: Uh, we had a flip of favorites in Denver, plus three to minus three. This was a uh, this was a hit to me. If you had win total over Denver Broncos preseason, which I did. Not great. Needed this one. They lose to the Bengals, 15-10.
3: to 10. Had that 10-9 lead. Uh... Guess who had Bengals' money line? Oh, ooh, there you go. Of you bet course. against your guy, Teddy Bridgewater? Uh, yeah. yeah, you know I'm CEO of the Dog pal. Hey, Sean, who was your favorite play of the week? Did you have Tampa Bay? Utah State on the money line, uh, yes. Did,
4: did, you, did you lay it with Tampa Bay? CEO of the Dog Pound? I didn't pound? say I was allergic to favorites. I just said I'm CEO of the Dog Pound. I think it's pretty hard to be CEO of the Dog Pound when
3: you laid 12 with a team that lost outright. I hear all these rich guys talk about diversifying your portfolio, so don't tell me I can only bet one I, way.
4: You just—you you can't come out and say you're the CEO of the Dog Pound and lay chalk. You're chalk I didn't eater take over, the three points. I bet them there.
3: on the money line. Congratulations! Thank you very much. That's didn't, all I was
4: looking didn't, for. Didn't say that on the nightcap. Just a little pat on the back. Didn't say that on the nightcap. He's he's also the CEO of I don't tell you my bets until they cash. Well,
3: hold on. First of all, the line moved drastically, and I told you with the NFL, I was waiting to game time. I didn't get a text. <sighs> you don't answer your phone on game day, so uh, You didn't call me. I only get right. a limited amount of text a month. Get uh, bad for the books.
4: Uh, what do we got here? Ooh, win some videos. Okay. Look at this doggy. Don't
3: stop. Get it. Get it. <laughs> Get it, get it. <laughs> oh man. That's pretty impressive. Impressive. It's got only got one paw up front. Yeah, I see that. Shout out to the dog for finding a way. Love it. Maybe Coach Harbaugh needs to see that video. Alright, here is the Kevin McAllister of Dog's very own
4: cheese pizza, all for himself. He really wants that
3: pizza. This is like my dog. Look at him.
4: He took it off the counter.
3: Come on, man. How are you gonna tease the dog with food? <laughs> You know it would have been great if he'd open it and licked it and then let you know.
4: <laughs> oh, good job, doggy. All right. So there you go. Some some winsome uh, some winsome videos on a on a Monday morning. Dogs are awesome. I love my dog best. All right, uh we get the bad for the books here. Uh, Bills minus nine and a half to 14 and a half against the Panthers late touchdown makes it fall in the middle so we get that old uh, middle there uh with uh with the bills and uh and the panthers cowboys nine nine and a half to twelve and a half and uh, ultimately uh we get dallas covering not great and then the under was uh, was the play here uh steam coming in on the under and saints
3: bucks goes to 45 never a sweat I wonder what the alternate total was. I mean, you probably could have got like plus six hundred for under thirty. And then uh,
4: we haven't gotten to much college. It was not a uh, eventful weekend, but Western Kentucky was the side. We'll uh, we'll get to that in the good, bad, and the ugly later on in the show. Uh, because this is a team that I've loved all year, and of course I did not bet them uh, in the Boca Raton Bowl, and they go out and smash Appalachian State. It was it was crazy, because all week long, all bowl season long, Sean, they were the dog. It flips to a favor before game time. That was the right side, obviously. Because you're a skeptic. I know. Yeah. I, it's when
3: things become too trendy, I get nervous. And right is always trendy. Never forget that.
4: Uh, a couple other bowl thoughts here. Uh, overs by By the way, if you're playing overs in bowl games, uh, that's that's good for you, bad for the books because the overs are seven and one. Uh, Utah, UTEP at Fresno State. We saw serious steam on this one, closing fifty four and a half. Where does it land? 55 covers all the numbers. Fresno beats UTEP 31 to 24. Jake Hayner did play, which we were curious about, and then a game that Sean really liked. Uh, we saw steam to the over on Utah State and Oregon State, but this under uh, never had a doubt. 24 to 13 out in Los Angeles uh, there with uh, with Utah State and Oregon State. So a nice winner for you uh,
3: on that one. Yeah, when you're right, you're right. I write a lot.
4: <laughs> the first hour, uh, sorry, win some, lose some is presented by Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. When you can claim your 100% first deposit match bonus now with code 250 match. Learn more at betrivers.com. So it is. Uh, it is. Follow the money. Tim Murray and Sean King filling in for Mitch and Paul.